Hi everyone and welcome to another Firms Consulting Podcast. So today I'm going to talk about a topic that is really interesting and I think that you should take the time to um, you know, make some coffee and, and listen to what I'm about to say. It's a topic that is very unusual but at the same time very topical I would think. And I've got five clients who are waiting for this podcast and since they face very similar issues rather than creating a separate you know email for each one I said okay I'm going to put together this podcast and explain each of these issues in this one podcast so let me just provide an uh, an analogy for the for the situation I'm going to explain about consulting recruiting and then we'll move into it right so imagine um, there's a high school dance and there's this really popular girl or guy that you want to take to the dance and you've asked this guy or girl five times will you go to the dance with me and they keep on saying no which is kind of humiliating and because you've been spending all your time asking this one guy or girl out it's now a week before the dance and you've got no one to go to the dance with so along comes this really nice guy or girl and says yeah I'll go out to the dance with you um, you know and you know so you agree to go out with a dance with this person. And then Thursday night, the day before the dance, you realize that the person you wanted to take out, this really attractive person, is suddenly available for whatever reason. And you dump the person who agreed to go with you and you go out with a nice person or the person that you think is nice. Now, I think we can all agree that's not very good behavior. Now, why am I giving you this metaphor? Well, it's a situation that is similar to what's happening with these five clients. So I've got five clients from a variety of countries, uh, you know, from the Netherlands, from Russia, from the UK, and so on. A variety of countries. Some of them are based in the United States, and others are not based in the United States. Two are based outside of the United States in Western Europe. Uh, so one in Western Europe, one in Eastern Europe and um, the rest are all in the United States. Now, the situation we have here is, and it is an important situation. Let me explain the consulting version of the analogy I just presented, but everything is factual here. So, these clients have applied to American offices, right? So, they've applied to American offices like McKinsey New York or, or BCG New York, and those offices have rejected them and said, nope, we're not going to interview you. And then, Let's say McKinsey Moscow agrees to interview this person even though they've been rejected by McKinsey in the United States, which is actually, you know, they should be grateful that McKinsey Moscow even agreed to do that because it's a global system. So McKinsey Moscow goes out of their way to interview this person, extend them an offer. And everything is going well, but the person's not very happy about it because they're doing their degree in the United States this Russian person and they want to stay in the United States as much as they can but because McKinsey in New York interviewed them and said no they have no choice but to join McKinsey Moscow but they're below the age of 28 which means they are most likely going to be conscripted by the Russian army well not most likely there's a chance right so the Moscow office for McKinsey is very accommodating and says look we understand the problem and you know we don't want you to worry about it so what we're going to do for you is that 
for one and a half years until you reach the age of 28, we're going to staff you in our Kiev office. So, you know, language issues are not going to be a problem. Culture issues not such a big problem. It's very similar because Kiev is going to be solving, ser sorry, serving clients that are usually going to be Russian conglomerates. So, and we think this could work. So, the client in this situation, and all of the clients have, a, have the same problem but with different officers involved. So the client now is is unhappy because what he's saying is that, look, I don't want to work in Kiev. You know, I want to stay in the United States. So, you know, can you help me stay in the United States for just one year in McKinsey, New York, which I interviewed and I didn't get in, but, you know, it's a nice enough office. I know the region. I, I live in New York. Can you get me in there? And so McKinsey... Moscow is now in the position whereby they have to talk to McKinsey New York to let in someone who McKinsey New York rejected in the first place. Say, hey, we hired this guy. He doesn't want to work for us, but will you take him even though you rejected him before? Now, you, you got to think about this for a second. McKinsey Moscow goes out of their way to interview this guy and taking him in. He doesn't want to work for McKinsey Moscow. He wants to work for McKinsey New York. And he's putting a lot of pressure on McKinsey Moscow to get McKinsey New York, who rejected him, to accept him. Now, I've seen the email communication where he's pretty emotional. I'm using he. There's a she involved. There's two she's and three he's here. They, let's say, they're pretty emotional. And you know, one email I received where the person said, well, you know, I'm, I don't think McKinsey Moscow is doing enough to get me into McKinsey New York. I'm not happy about this. I don't want to work in Kiev. What do I do? All my friends from McKinsey New York are telling me I need to speak to a partner. But I think the guy is misunderstanding something here. There, There's the issue of the facts on the ground and the issue of what is right to do. Let's talk about the facts on the ground here. Firstly, the last communication I've received from most of these candidates are something along the lines of, well, I spoke to the Kiev, I spoke to the McKinsey Moscow office. I'm just going to use one office as it gets confusing. I spoke to the McKinsey Moscow office and they, they seem not so keen to get me into New York and they seem to be pushing me into McKinsey Kiev. And, you know, he's he or she's, you know, angry about that. They say, well, I don't want to be in McKinsey Kiev. I want to be in McKinsey, New York. I want to be in the United States. Now, I just want to point out a few facts here. McKinsey, New York said no to this person. This person should be eminently grateful that not only did McKinsey Moscow interview them and accept them, but also went out of their way to find a way for them to join that office despite the problems they are having by finding them a home in Kiev. Now, right there, this person should be grateful for what McKinsey Moscow is doing. Beyond that, just because the McKinsey Moscow partner doesn't show enthusiasm for the U.S. doesn't mean he lacks enthusiasm for you working in the U.S. You've got to, there's two issues here. Firstly, how do you know that McKinsey New York has just outright said no, and the McKinsey Moscow partner is not trying to save your feelings by pushing you into Kiev, right? You don't know that, and and my guess is that's probably what's happening. The third thing, you've got to understand this also from a from a human emotional element, Jay. Can you imagine the McKinsey Moscow partner calling the McKinsey head of recruiting in New York and saying, look, you rejected someone, I don't know, six months ago. We interviewed him, we liked him, and we brought him in, and we arranged for him to work in a different office while his issues were being sorted out with conscription and so on, but he doesn't want to work with us. 
He thinks he wants to stay in the United States and he wants us to talk to you who rejected him six months ago to bring him in. Now, that's not going to work, right? So the two facts here. Firstly, McKinsey Moscow doesn't have to do this, but they're doing it. And secondly, you're asking McKinsey Moscow to actually do something that is slightly belittling to them. Now, those are just factual, but I want to talk about ethics and I talk about values because I think there's a big part of that here. Look, for some weird reason in the world, everyone I know wants to go to the United States. I don't get it. You know, I don't really understand what's the big deal about the United States. I've been there. I've visited often. I like it. You know, it's not so different from Canada. It's not so different from Europe. But for some reason, everyone wants to be in the United States. And, and, I, and I get that. I can understand you want to be in the United States. But there's an issue of loyalty here, and there's an issue of honor. You, if you've applied to McKinsey in New York and they said no, and then you applied to McKinsey in Moscow and they said yes, and they took you in and they went out of their way to find an alternative arrangement which they didn't have to do to accommodate your specific needs, to me, it's a matter of joining the team that wants you, not the team you want to join. I mean, it's that simple. Right? You know, in life you've got to show loyalty to the team. And I know what every you know, ninety-nine percent of people listening to this podcast will jump at the chance to stay in the US because they do what's good for them, but it's about teamwork. The McKinsey Moscow office went out of their way. That's a team that knew McKinsey in New York declined you. They said, Look, we, we're not going to listen to what McKinsey in New York said. We are going to we're going to do something special and ignore that and bring you in on your merits. And they did that. Beyond that, they went out of their way to create an operating agreement whereby you could meet your personal needs and still meet their needs based out of Kiev. If it was me, it's very simple. The team that wanted you is the team you join. The team that doesn't want you, why in the world would you do everything possible to join that team? It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, there are going to be a lot of commentary and criticism and questions but you know maybe the countries but well the country's not bad i'm using moscow as an example and the countries that are actually involved here are not bad countries they are fine they may not allow people to go around in bikinis on the boardwalk in california and florida but the countries are not bad they have well-developed economies they have every opportunity you need and so it's not as if you know, I'm sending someone into the war zone in Chechnya. Yeah. These are nice countries. Some of them are, are developed Asian countries. Some of them are highly developed Western economies. And some of them are highly developed Middle Eastern economies. My point is this. There's an ethics issue, yeah. And there's an issue of honor in, in some regards. You know, you join the team that wants you. And... Uh, e in a, in a manner of speaking, I don't see how this is going to work out, even if it works out. So let's assume, for some reason, the McKinsey New York partners say, hey, you know what? McKinsey Moscow called us, even though we rejected them, let's agree with what the McKinsey Moscow partners who don't understand the American economy say about a candidate. Let's assume for some weird reason that actually happens. So you arrive at McKinsey New York and everyone knows you're the guy who got rejected by McKinsey in New York. You got into the foreign office, you didn't want to work here, which means you're disloyal to start off with, and you came to a place that doesn't even want you in the first place, right? Now, no matter how many ways you cut this, Firstly, even if things don't work out, you should stay at Moscow because they are the team that put everything on the line to take you in. And even if it does work out, which I think it won't work out, 
why in the world would you want to join an office that didn't want you in the first place and everyone knows you didn't join that office in the first place it doesn't matter what you can say you know you went to the mckinsey training you built relationships with people from different offices it does not matter it's a matter of loyalty and teamwork and, and to be frank i do feel that a lot of people you know they talk about the values of management consulting and supporting your team and doing what's best for your team but you know what it comes down to the laws of ethics when you ask people do you do something will you do something as ethical they don't tell you what they will do they tell you what they should not do it's the same thing here right here's a chance to prove that you really believe in all those concepts about teamwork and joining an outstanding team and so on join the office that went out an alum when they could have hired local people and brought you in even though you were rejected by another office six months ago and shouldn't even be in the system in the first place if someone goes out on the limb and does that for you you should reciprocate now I appreciate there are personal circumstances. Yeah, I, I understand that. You know, some of these people may be engaged to someone in the United States. Some of them may have fallen in love with Ben and Jerry's and want to eat that ice cream every day and cannot import it into Moscow. I, I fully get that. But the issue here is one of of taking the pain to show that you have principles, right? You know, the rule is you only have principles if you can show it when it matters. Personal issues aside. If you're going to be spending, what, maybe, I would say, 60 to 70% of a workday dealing with McKinsey issues, should you not show loyalty to the team that accepted you? And my advice to these five candidates is, yes, show loyalty to the team who accepted you. Go there for two years, three years. You're young enough to, maybe you'll end up liking those countries, and if you don't, you can always move back later. But what's happening now is, to me, if I was a Moscow partner, I'd be insulted, to be honest. I let you in. I went out of my way to accommodate you personally. And not only do you not want the offer, you want me to go to one of the most arrogant partners in the world and convince him to let you in even though he doesn't want you. you you've got to look at it from the angle of the McKinsey partner and it's actually rather insulting. You know, McKinsey talks about a global partnership, but that was a long time ago. The American partners don't like the foreign partners because they think the quality levels are different. The foreign partners don't like the American partners because they think the American partners still think they are the it partners. And And you're basically the what's the word i'm looking for you are the you you are reminding everyone all of the partners of this issue so that's my view if i was in this situation i would bite the bullet and i have done that i have been in situations so, so it's not like i'm preaching here without having you know taken some pain i've been in situations you have to take things for short-term pain for the greater good um and i've done it and you, you've got to make that decision. It's very easy to say, I'll do it later, but here's a chance. You, if, if, if it was me and this had happened, I'd be extremely grateful to McKinsey Moscow. And I would do everything to make that an outstanding office because of the fact that they went out on a limb and hired me. And I would not put that partner in such a situation whereby it's actually rather humiliating for him to call the McKinsey New York partner and say this is what's happening. You know, if you really care about that office, you really care about McKinsey values or management consulting values in general, they are the same for the elite firms. Don't do it.